Pops ever lived. I'll be with you boys in a minute. He was bad in Chester Clay. He bad in Sugar Ray. He bad in that. Who that? You, the new boy. Mike, Mike, Mike Tyson. Look like a bulldog. He bad in him too. He just whipped Mike Tyson. He whipped all that. What about Rocky Marciano? Oh, there they go. There they go. Every time I start talking about boxing, a white man got to pull Rocky Marciano out there. That's the one. That's the one. Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. Let me tell you something wonderful. Rocky Marciano was good. But compared to Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano ain't shit. He bit Joe Lewis's That's right, he did whoop Joe Lewis's Joe Lewis was 75 years old when he fought. I don't know how old he was, but he got a whoop. Joe Lewis had come out of retirement to fight Rocky Marciano. The man was 76 years old. Joe Lewis always lied about his age. He lied about his age all the time. One time, Frank Sinatra comes out here and sat down in this chair. And I said, Frank, you hang out with Joe Lewis. Just between me and you, how old is Joe Lewis? You know what Frank told me? He said, hey, Joe Lewis, 137 years old. 137 years old. Oh man, you ain't never meet no Frank Sinatra. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome to episode 56. I'm Tommy Two Underscore Zero, joined by noted daily fantasy sports specialist Glenn Three Underscore Eleven. This is one of one of our more eloquent openings, I would say. Thank you. It's almost like you're reading that off a prompter. Well, I've been working on the script all day. Yeah. Did you get that last version I faxed over to you? <laughs> I did not get get it via fax okay. as of yet. It didn't come through. So only two of us here right now. We're still awaiting the arrival of one sickly man that's right but this could be first in show history we may start this as a two-man show and this may end as a three-man show <laughs> and he'll come running in like the royal rumble we have been apprised that one point break underscore dave is 15 to 30 minutes away wow i got here a little late now can i make my prediction now that i made to you earlier off uh, before we started recording Go ahead. When Dave gets here, he will not have remembered to bring his microphone. That is my prediction, that he will walk in here, and then he'll look around and realize he doesn't have his microphone. <laughs> I only got here like eight minutes late, not 80, like Dave. I, I have a reason, though. I'm glad, because the way that you two disrespect my time... Or just time in general. No in respect general, for time. Yeah, I mean, I stop everything I'm doing, I come out here, I set up the entire studio... And then immediately start getting notifications that, oh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. So I had to make him. You know how much doing it I could have got done before you guys got here? All I saw inside was a cat. And like an actual cat. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I had to make a couple of important stops. Little uh, diarrhea break. I had to stop to get actual gas for my truck. Were you clutching your backside (laughs) as you got out of the truck and then I had to stop also for some future gas with a bag of tacos <laughs> that's not that good of a story surely while, it's better than while that. I was at the gas station I was also delayed by a young lady that needed a little help with her car she was having some car trouble and who else do you ask but noted car specialist Glenn three underscore eleven if you didn't look her in the eye and say sweetie sugar you're asking the wrong guy, because if the gas gauge isn't pointed on E, I've got no idea what to do. So she pulls up in the uh, the, the pump right across from me, 
And this car is making very unnatural grinding type sound. Okay. And she gets out of the car, and I'm just, you know, gas is pumping. I'm just looking on the phone or whatever. And I look over. She gets out of her car, and she says, hi. And I'm like, how's it going? And I look back at my phone, treating like I treat most people with complete disinterest. Right. And then she says, she's like, um, do you think you could help me out? And I'm like, well, you don't look homeless. But... I was like, yeah, sure. Did you, just, did you just immediately start peeling bills out of the wallet before she even finished <laughs> that Again, book? never made eye You're contact. You're like, look, look, hon, you don't even have to tell me this made-up story about yeah. your kid being in the hospital. Just here's $50, go away. So she's like, I th- her first statement was, I think there's something wrong with my car. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the biggest understatement I've heard all day. She's like, can you take a look at it? And see if you can tell what's wrong. Just tell me you told her you thought we needed to take a round of wedge out. I wanted to. <laughs> Did you ask her if she had the track bar all the way up? <laughs> I wanted to throw out all the NASCAR terms, but you want to talk about my level of not knowing things about cars. She was, we'll get to more of the story, but she literally had a baseline of zero. Her best guess was... So was she kind of making some gender assumptions there that... I guess yeah, because the the America that I want to live in, we don't we don't assign gender roles like that. Just because you're a man in a truck with a 18 sticker on the back of it that you suddenly know anything about cars. Yeah. So we went ahead and I checked under her hood. Asked her if she was familiar with the career of Doug Fister. <laughs> and so it didn't take you very long to get to Fister, huh? The f- no first thing first in the rotation. Got to make sure that they know everything's on the table. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I'll start with the most basic thing. I'll just check the oil, whether that's the cause or not. But it, you do realize that if, if the oil's got to the point where, where you're hearing, l- like, oh, grinding sounds, we're done. <laughs> there's basically no oil oil in this vehicle. Yeah, well, I mean, if, you, if you're hearing, like, yeah. grinding sounds, we may as well go ahead and get the rollback. That's Drop what, the window net, go ahead to the <laughs> infield care center, you're done. That's what, uh, so I just did a, a very routine check there. Did you ask her um, when the last time she'd been through the Jiffy Lube was? She couldn't really tell me, but she had a sticker, but I didn't bother to look at it. So basically there's no oil in this vehicle. I said, you know what, there might be some other things wrong, but I don't know enough about cars to be able to tell you that. We'll start with the fact how that about, there's no oil. How about you go inside and buy a few quarts of oil? And put it in this vehicle. I hope she asked you what kind. <laughs> Motor oil. Could you name a type of oil? Oh, like a, a brand? No, no, a specification like of oil. Like a 10W30 okay, or something right, like that? that's good. That's good. Um, now, could you tell me what the 10 and the 30 stand for? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, it's weight and viscosity, but, uh, okay. you know, hey, it's okay. Actually, I was going to guess weight. We're too late for that, though. I told her, have you ever seen the commercial with Kevin Harvick as a midget? <laughs> Just get, get a jug of that. Get the midget oil. No, I said, why don't you go in there and buy That oil is so expensive at the condition this car is in. She, she may as well just like light money on fire at that point. <laughs> buy few, the cheapest oil you can find. A few quarts of oil. Put it in there. Should that solve it? Great. If not, you definitely need to take it somewhere to be have somebody take a look at it. But it was still technically driving, right? Oh, she yeah. she had stopped for gas. Yeah. She wouldn't. She didn't stop there because she thought there was like a pit crew was going to run out. No, I think she was just driving this until 
like one of those times you have something wrong with your car and you just cross your finger. Well, you wouldn't do this, but normal people like cross their fingers as maybe there's just like something caught in there. It'll just fly out and then we won't make that noise anymore. Yeah, that always happens. That's how it always works, isn't it? So she went inside to get some oil and I went inside to get some tacos. As it were. So I come out with my tacos. She's gotten some oil, but she doesn't have any idea where it goes, where it goes or how to put it in the car. went, didn't you? I did. So then I had to put oil in her car. And then I said, well, I hope that fixes it. And I got in my truck and I drove off. <laughs> so we don't know if that worked? Oh, it started up. Did it sound any better? Um, I don't think I paid close enough attention. Okay. But it started up. I mean, I figured at this Did point... Did you at least put enough oil in there that you could see it on the stick? Uh, I, She bought like three quarts. Yeah, but if you couldn't see any... Oil on okay. I'm not. I'm just trying to get her to tomorrow. She's taking it from here. I told her don't drive this car anywhere but straight home, and if it's still making the noise, have it seen by somebody tomorrow who is actually a professional, not a guy who does podcasts who you met at the gas station. Tell me you told her you were running late for a podcast. (laughs) Just please. Again, I was being probably nicer than I normally. I pretend that you told her that and tell me what that would have sounded like. What is podcast would have been her response. So that's why that I was a bit tardy for episode 56 of Tell Me Where to Turn. It's all right. Available on iTunes and SoundCloud for the next 41 days. Oh, it's going to be longer than that. Are they going to make it to the end of the year? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, I hope we get our money back, if not, because we just re-up for another year. Mm. It's actually... Might be for the best. I was actually evaluating some other podcast hosting options the other day just in case things get dicey and we've got it pretty good with SoundCloud. I, I just feel like if we go to some of these others, we're, it's going to end up costing a little bit more money. So let's just hold a good thought that they keep things together at yeah. SoundCloud. I got something for you I read in the newspaper today. thought you might get a kick out of this. I'm not a historian of this show or any show for that matter. But I do know, because it was in our Best Of episode, we did have a conversation about Westworld at one point. We did. And we were talking about uh, committing crimes against robots. If there was a statute of limitations against crimes on robots. You committed, hypothetically, an Ezekiel Elliott-type crime against a robot. So, I would like you to read this headline that I've pulled up here on my personal communication device oh man headed to prison after attacking mannequin in las vegas there you go so let me tell you a attempted bit. murder you're you're, you're gonna you're now, not gonna believe you're not gonna believe well actually i don't want to i don't want to ruin it because i want you to guess all right my guess is this had to have been some sort of sting operation where they dressed up a mannequin like it was supposed to be a person like lying in bed and he barged in the room and started stabbing it you're pretty close, and it's a little a little uh, concerning that you got that close. <laughs> and that quickly. <laughs> you got there very quickly. Was he wearing his pants when he did this? Uh, boy, there was another story in Las Vegas about a guy who was arrested having sexual relations with a dead body of a woman that was like three or four hours dead in, in like a planter. And it turned out like she, she was a mom... And uh, but had a major meth problem, and had uh, had OD'd on meth and just kind of died. And uh, this homeless guy kind of walked up and was like, "Hey, 
And uh, yeah, that was a little disturbing. No, this this is how the story goes. 30, 30 year old man uh, sat blank faced Thursday as a judge ordered him to spend eight to twenty years behind bars for attacking a mannequin with a hammer in downtown Las Vegas. So apparently, this guy um, was there was two homeless people that had been attacked while they were sleeping on the side of the road, mm. and this guy was a suspect. And the cops. Um, put together this mannequin in a uh, sleeping bag with a brightly colored blanket and uh, had the thing set up with videotape. And sure enough, this guy came along and... uh, Interesting. His defense was, I knew it was a mannequin and I was just doing it anyways, but I knew it wasn't a real person. He sounds like a big dummy. But I kind of feel like that's a pretty good defense if you're being charged with a crime against a mannequin. (laughs) Because as we covered before, is there a statute of limitations on crimes against robots? But is that even plausible that I knew it was a mannequin, so of course I ran up to it and beat it with a hammer? I don't think that. I don't think that's material to the case. He knew it was a mannequin. He could do whatever he well. I think he, can he do whatever he wanted, or are there some things he couldn't still do? No, there was a story about a guy that did something with a fence recently. You can't do anything with with a fence. Anything. Oh. <laughs> He even, like, foreplayed the fence and everything. You can't do that? Uh, no. So did the fence press charges, or how did that work out? I think it was... Whoever he was cucking with the fence didn't like what they were seeing, and he was <laughs> talking to them about... Is Fister still in the Astros rotation, or is he with the Tigers, or whatever? Yeah. Let's just pretend he's still with the Astros. He was talking about the fifth pitcher in the the Astros rotation with the fence. And then he went to do some other stuff that may or may not result in a human child. What is that flying around? Is that a June bug? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're out in the wild tonight. Yeah, this this is crazy. But I got to say for... um, Whoa! It went straight for my tacos. You want me to spray that with the... If you want, use that... Look at this. How brave is that right there? He's picked it up with his bare hands. What if I ate it? Don't eat it. Don't eat it. I'm not going to eat it. We'll let it go free. Man. Just say that spray right there will take care of anything that flies. Ah, June bugs are our friends. You know what we say out here? Oh, whoa, that one. And he just flew into the fan. Yeah, that's a tough break for that guy. So he got to meet you, and then he immediately went Chester Bennington on us. We should name that Junebug Chester if he's still with us. Is he moving? Uh, I don't think he's still with us. I think he's no longer with us. Speaking of friends, Point Break Dave, still not here. Yeah, I'm, uh, Point Break Dave's had a rough, a rough last seven to ten days, which I'm sure he'll detail if he ever makes the, makes a scene here, but did I, was I to understand that you maybe had bits for tonight? Uh, possibly. Would you like to start? Maybe with a bit, or maybe with just some hot takes. I'll let it, I'll let this go with whatever direction you think it needs to go. Um, I'm gonna have to scroll here for the for the bit, but uh, hot take wise, I just want to sign the screen. Go ahead and get out in front of this. Okay. I'm against the Nazi. Okay. And against the white nationalist. Oh boy. I know where this is headed. I'm also against auction drafting. It's an inferior process in the fantasy. Interesting. 
in fantasy football. I don't mind an auction draft. Yeah, that is not surprising at all. Um, hold on, we're we're failing here with the uh, with the bit. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go on a statue rant. You're not going there, huh? No. Nah, well, I'm. My mind is going in in ten directions at uh at one time here. Did you see what Tony Romo named his son? Yeah. I, it would be weird for me to allege that he was named after the real mother because I feel like they could... That'd be pretty easy to prove. <laughs> I, I'm although... Not, I don't know a whole lot about anatomy. Although, it might help support another theory that I've had if it was named after the real father. Oh. Jerry? No. What? What Jones are you referring to? The one you Byron? were referring to. No, yeah, Emily Jones is the father? Have you ever thought about it? Uh, that would really disturb me. I'd be like Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura if that ended up being the case. So here's what I was going to cover with you. So this that past... Took uh, about a minute of yeah, wasted time. We edit that out. It's easy. Post-production. You, you, think, you think it's easy. Could take um, me all night. So this past weekend was kind of a somber weekend for me. First of all, we Dave almost died. Yeah. Again. Yeah, and the nature isn't doing very good. That's true. And August 20th would have been the 51st birthday of one Dimebag Daryl Abbott. Dimebag Daryl Sr., would you like to hear some fun facts about Dimebag Daryl? No, but I think I don't think I really have a say in the no, matter. No, not really. His middle name was Lance. Okay, so his middle name was not Daryl. It was not. He actually started playing the drums as a child before he started playing the guitar. And never picked up a guitar until he was 12 years old. There's a lot of easy jokes to be made there, but I'll pass. He was obviously a natural at guitar, okay, winning well, a so series of local guitar competitions. So, what what constitutes a local guitar competition? More than one person with a guitar playing. Okay. Uh, let's see. In 1987, so he would have been 21 years, years old, he was invited by the lead singer of Megadeth to join their band and play guitar for him. And that Megadeth's a pretty big deal, right? Uh, yeah, pretty big in that genre. Yeah, probably about tier, I'd say they're a tier two. Equated band. to pop music, so I'll understand. I don't know anything about pop music. Think of the most popular pop, pop bands, and then take a step down. Okay, rate rate it to '90s alternative rock. Would it be like Third Eye Blind, Colin, or would it be more like Matchbox Twenty, Colin? Would oh. it be like a step down, like Uncle Cracker? No, 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 step up from that. Okay. Oh man, there's another bug in the June bugs. I'm killing that one too. Uh, you know, maybe Matchbox Twenty is a good comp there. Okay, so he was invited to join the band and play guitar at age 21. Okay. But he said he would only do it if his brother Vinny could play drums. And they said, well, we've already got a drummer. So at age 21, so he, he said, no thanks. So he stiffed Megadeth. He did. 
Um, if he had made a different choice on that day, would he still be with us? Uh, butterfly effect tells us, yeah, and with us meaning he'd be sitting across this table right now. <laughs> he was initially known as... He'd Di- have been helping you put oil in that car? Yeah. I'd have been like, I don't know anything, just ask Daryl. He knows ask everything. Daryl Lance about that. He initially went by the moniker of Diamond Daryl and didn't change it to Dime Bag until 1994. So diamond to dime bag. I can support that. Uh, let's see. He was part of the country metal band Rebel Meets Rebel, which was basically Pantera, but it had country singer David Allen Coe instead Ooh. of instead of the normal. That's a guy you want to distance from, especially in these controversial times. Yeah, he's in. pretty. Uh, he carries a tiki torch most places, I think. Let's put it this way. He probably won't be uh, tearing down any statues anytime soon. Oh, no. How else would we remember history? Um, as a senior in high school, he walked on, walked on. He tried out for the football team, made it as a slot receiver, and had four catches for 17 yards during the course of the season. <laughs> That's barely a bullet point. Actually, I just made that up. That part's not not true at all. See, four catches for seventeen yards. <laughs> He's basically like Lucas. So if it's I if I if I went to a if I just went to like I don't know a three or four A high school right now at my age, could I catch four for seventeen yards during the course of an entire season? Uh, pro- assuming that they put you at that position. Well, yeah, I mean they're going to put me in at slot receiver, and I've got to catch four passes for seventeen yards during the course of the season. Could I do it? Do you think? Say a smaller school, so like a. a well, two- I'm not going to play for Allen. If no, that's no, what no. You're saying. Like yeah. a two A or three A. I'll say like, three. So, so we're not talking elite athletes. Do you think if they put you out there at like defensive end or linebacker, <laughs> you think you just get your ass handed to you or? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably. But uh, but I would give you like, you get a couple weeks just to work on like technique. And yeah, the technique ta- tackling be, dummies and stuff like that. Technique would be a problem because I've never played. Uh, I've never played organized tackle football. I just keep your head up. That's my first tip. Heads up football, man. I, I, my, think, my thinking is after the first practice, I'd probably be in the concussion protocol. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I'd put myself in the concussion protocol. And you're really conservative, so you're like, yeah, we need to just monitor this for a good six months. Yeah. Well, I, uh, no, after watching so much Friday Night Lights, I'd be wanting to go to like get a rally girl and go to those crazy parties they had and stuff. And when I found out it's not really like that, I just yeah put myself in the protocol and just be done with it. So Dimebag Darrow created a drink called the Black Tooth Grin. Are we gonna go make some? The cocktail is features Wait, the what tail? Cocktail. Features two shots of Seagram seven, two shots of crown, and a dash of Coke. One person at this table has been served and enjoyed a black tooth grin with one dime bag Daryl before. No way. And that is Glenn three underscore. No way. Well, how, how is this story? As much as we've bagged on dime bag. Nineteen ninety eight. It was December nineteen ninety eight, and I had just turned twenty one. Okay. And a buddy of mine wanted to go see a band called Crowbar at the. I think it's called the Tattoo Bar was the place that they owned. And Pantera... the guys the place in Arlington? Huh? Is that the place in Arlington? This one was in Fort Worth because it was off Lancaster Avenue. Oh, my gosh. I think that's where it was. And I don't know if they were the only ones that owned it or, like, part owners or whatever. So we go in there to watch this band, 
And we're just standing there, and all of a sudden, Dimebag is just walking around the bar with, like, a tray with a bunch of shots on it. And that's what it was? Yeah. And he stops, because that was, like, all he drank. It was, was notorious for. So that's that's whiskey, rum, and Coke. It's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it's four shots of alcohol with a splash Yeah, like a splash. So he's got it, and he walks up to me and my buddy, and he basically, if we want one, I'm like, yes, sir, you know. And yes, go sir, ahead. Bag. We all shoot one down, and I was just like, cool, thanks. And he was like, right on, and that was it. And then he got murdered six years later. Yeah, indeed. I don't, those two are really I never related. realized you had that moment with him, though. That's sweet. Did they recount that at his funeral? They did not, but speaking of his funeral, Dimebag Daryl was buried in a kiss casket. Really? Yeah. It's a good bit. He was a huge kiss fan. Um, Eddie Van Halen put one of his original black and yellow striped guitars into the casket with him. He was also buried with bottles of Crown Royal. <laughs> and Seagram 7 or just Crown? No, just Crown. And Daryl once said the worst advice his dad ever gave him was to play things by the book because he never did. Stay hard, Dimebag Daryl. All right. Well, that was a touching, touching tribute. So have you given much thought to how you want to be buried and how you want to go? Um, preferably under the ground. Interesting. You don't want to be scattered? No, I don't... Cover, covered or smothered or anything like that? I don't know. kind of entertain the idea of the cremation, I think. I'm a big fan of that. I, in fact, I'm going to insist on it. This, this next part of the podcast will be my living will. Yeah, I really hope that that decision, I hope, is like 50-plus years off. But who knows? I mean, it could be like 50 hours. Hey, man, mine was almost... I almost met it this week. Twice. Car accident? Well, yeah, I had one... Not, not mine. I, I had one probably... 15 to 20 seconds of uh, leaving my house earlier would have been right in the midst of a pretty serious car accident. No, but I had a, uh, I had a real close brush with death on the golf course. You know, if they, if they let somebody on the course that doesn't look exactly like you, it's not a threat on your life. <laughs> oh, I don't know how to recover from that. No, I, uh, I, I I did something that, that's that's pretty stupid, um, and I the anus was on me here. But uh, was playing a few days ago um, with a guy that we know. Joy's going to Subway, Jimmy John's. Oh uh, yes, all breaded meals for yeah. this guy. He likes his meal served between two pieces of bread. And he was in the uh, he was in a greenside bunker, and. Um, my ball was on the green because, of course, it was. I think I had a birdie putt I was about to make, and uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna try to get up out of the sand. You're standing in the path. I'm standing right in the path, and he even said, he said, you know, he said, hey, hey, give me, give me a little bit of room here, you know, back up a little bit, and uh, oh my goodness. Well, looky here. I've never seen a ghost until this moment <laughs> in my life. We'll have to get him plugged in, and he did bring his microphone, yeah. so I lost that bet, you too. lost that bet. 
But anyways, I'll, I'll I'll quickly skip to the end of the story. So he, you know, he took a, you take a full swing, and you hit behind the ball, and it, it came. He he just hit it, picked it perfectly clean, and it came it came out of the sand so fast that it was it was right by my ear before I even knew it happened. Wow. And I mean, it was it was within probably three or four inches of hitting me square in the in the middle of the head. Like could so hit me right off, in the eye. I don't think it would have killed you. No, I mean this this thing was gone. Like it went. All the way over into the trees behind the other side of the green. I mean, it was it was smoked. I think you would have been had blood face, and you may have been concussed a bit. Okay. What if it had hit me like right in the eye? It would still be there. You'd have a golf ball eye. Well, I can't believe it. This is the the real start of the episode. Now, what was the first twenty eight minutes? You had a good story. I'm not gonna lie. When I walked in and it was Tommy telling a golf story, I almost just turned around and act like I wasn't here. It was like that, that was kind of funny. Simpsons gift for the <laughs> grandpa kind of Simpson worked. just walking in and out of the door. It's kind of funny how it worked out. Uh, uh, that was just kind of was the, you know it was the preface. So are we gonna are we gonna pay Dave for making it past Flair? Or are we gonna wait and see how it plays out with Flair first? Man, he's doing better though. Flair's doing better. I heard that was fake news. I heard but that I think was better not accurate. Reporting though, I thought I, I I thought that that lady that said he was out of the coma was later discredited as not knowing what she was talking about. Hey hey, it's Conrad has been taking shots at her. Yeah, on I, Twitter. I was thinking it was just better in the terms of. Well, he's still alive. We're not making the decision of burial or cremation. He's like a, a half step above that. Yeah, he's one chest slap above that. <laughs> Guy could take a chest slap, man, and give, give him, him two. two. I gave one of my kids a Ric Flair chest slap the other day and wooed him and everything. Thought it was hilarious. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is they're going to think it's the uh, the end and the the machine's going to go going to go flat and just like Dee! and then you're just going to woo and he's going to be back. <laughs> Hands going to start shaking a little bit. <laughs> they're going to drop it two times to the third time. That's how they so check in like, a hospital, right? That's yeah, how they should they check. Just drop the head of that great-looking family. That there. one in the middle oh is God. that's a rough bunch there. Zombie night on September third at the that Ranger is a game. Rough bunch right there. It's more of a visual joke for an audio medium, but my goodness. Yeah, we got to stop watching TV while we do this. That family's gonna be there. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to be anywhere. So they're gonna be there while we're doing audio. Let's all raise our hand if we've taken an antibiotic today. Oh, oh no, we got one taker. Do you want the the quick story about? We want to know what happened. I, I I know. I think at one point you texted and said that you had run a fever for seven consecutive days. That is true. How is that even possible? I it's 2017. Very poor medical care. No, I uh, I got home from work Friday. Started feeling bad. Wrote it out of the weekend. You know, fever. Just feeling real crummy. And I was like, well, Monday morning I'm gonna go to my doctor. So go Monday morning, and in retrospect, what I think was a mistake, I mentioned that my three-year-old had had strep like a week or a week and a half before. Is this before or after the restaurant week incident? That was the Saturday. So I started feeling bad on Friday, and we went on Saturday. Yeah, this guy guy showed up for a $300 meal with a fever. I did. Yeah. I thought I thought a nice steak would cure it. I was wrong. <laughs> There's nothing better than being in Uptown at Abacus and Point Break Dave sits down and is like, yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to be joining you for dinner tonight. I have 102 fever right now. Like, 
But who does that? Give me a perfect Manhattan and a filet. Yeah. I'll be all right. And then he ordered fine. he ordered a bourbon so expensive, the waiter came back to check to make sure that's what he really wanted. And then I quickly reversed, reversed <laughs> the whip. It's like, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> Give me some Knob Creek. Um, no, so yeah, so the, the they do the strep test, which is always fun, where they swab the back of your throat. And then... Uh, came back negative but the doctor was so convinced because my kid had strep that she was like ah sometimes we get false negatives did you, you even ha- have a sore throat eh, it was kind of irritated okay but she's like you don't have your tonsils sometimes that can happen i'm gonna give you an antibiotic for strep so take this thing all week still have a 102 fever still feel crummy all week now did you remember to take some probiotics i did so i did not get the dreaded equalizer you didn't, you didn't get the Diarrhea. I did not. Okay. But finally, so they're only there half a day on Friday, 8 to noon. So I call them first thing, 8 So you basically fast-forwarded Monday to Friday, and you've just dealt with it for yeah, five days. It out. And at no point during five days did you think, maybe this isn't right. Well, I did, but, you know, I'm taking the antibiotics. I figured I'd get better. So I call first thing Friday morning. It's like, hey, I still feel terrible. We need to, we need to take a look. And they were like, oh, the doctor will call you right back. So 10.30, still haven't heard anything. Call again. They're like, oh, yeah, the doctor will call you. So they close at noon. At 11.58, the oh, doctor no. calls me. And is like, yeah, you're still feeling bad. Uh, keep taking the antibiotic. And if you still feel bad, go to care now. And that was it. <laughs> it's kind of a give up. Yeah, I was not real pleased. So I went to care now that afternoon and first thing they did was listen to my lungs and like yeah we need to get some chest x-rays and congratulations you have pneumonia oh no but then they gave me some antibiotics for pneumonia felt pretty quick with like within 24 hours started feeling a whole lot better it's funny how that works yeah i get the right medicine so pneumonia is pretty serious though have you have you uh been dealing with any side effects of that i mean i feel tired i probably couldn't do the marine challenge right now that's too bad because we're about to start (laughs) yeah (laughs) you didn't see this pool we put in (laughs) but you see the pull-up bar that i just installed (laughs) on my back porch other than that it's it's uh it's been better but you're on the mend yeah so how bad has the diarrhea been i've not had diarrhea sir did they take one or both of your lungs (laughs) i don't know much about pneumonia (laughs) they don't they don't take your lungs oh so do you have a pretty ridiculous cough uh, yeah, it comes and goes. Comes and goes. Yeah. Did they give you anything for that? Yeah, they did. They give you anything that you could mix with Kool Aid? Yeah, they did. Oh, good. Give me a codeine-based cough syrup. Bust that out. <laughs> so, what all? You just felt terrible. Yeah. And obviously, trouble breathing. I imagine is a big factor. That is a big factor. Because I don't really, I never really, I, pneumonia is bad. Don't get pneumonia. You never had pneumonia? No. I, I never had it until now. I had it once uh, many years ago. It's pretty, it's not a good, uh, it just It just takes, a, for whatever, I don't know why, it just takes a lot out of you. It so makes it. we were talking about tiers of things earlier. Like bronchitis <coughs> is like a tier down from pneumonia on the respiratory scale. Yeah, I think I think chart, pneumonia is I like, Bronchitis is like an inflammation in the yeah. lungs, and pneumonia is where like they actually it's fluid. Have fluid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Pneumonia, pneumonia can kill you. Yeah, yeah. It kills people with AIDS all the time. And sixteen-time world heavyweight champion Ric Flair, he's gonna be fine. 
17 time. Oh, is it? Se- no, that's what it's going to be <laughs> when he rises from that bed and runs in to the ring with his gown John on. Cena, whoever the champion is now. Oh, so, this jogged my memory. On the WWE Network, which we reference, they've been known to edit things out, such as the Owen Hart incident and things like that. Obviously. So I was watching the, uh, I think it was like mid-2000, like 2005, ECW One Night Stand. I don't know if you've watched that recently, Tommy. No. But just to give you a quick background, Glenn, there was a wrestler with the not real creative name of Mike Awesome. I can appreciate that. Who wrestled in uh, ECW back in the day and then kind of in a jerk move, like just walked out on his contract to take more money for WCW. So they're having this like reunion show and he was part of it. And the uh, announcer is very anti Mike Awesome because of what he did back in the day. Okay. So at one point he does a move where they dive from the ring to the floor called a suicide dive. And the announcer makes the claim, I wish he had succeeded in killing himself just now. Yeah, Mike Awesome hung himself about three years later. Oh, that's... Well, it's good that they went back and edited that out. Yeah, I was like, whoa, they left that in? All right. That's Mike unfortunate. Yes. But wow. yeah, they missed uh, They missed that one. That's a tough way to meet your end. So when when do you think you'll be back to regular normal activities, aka when you, when will I see you at the gym again? I think uh, I think Monday I'll probably do some something light and easy. Basically, your workout every day. <laughs> you do. You just do like the elliptical for ten minutes and go to like, the steam room. Do you ask him when you go like, why do you actually travel to the weight room when you don't use any of the weights? I'm just gonna do. Some light cardio and then donkey calf raises. <laughs> just, he does like just air resistance exercises. Just do the kegels. <laughs> you, you can do this in your house. Not with everyone watching. Oh, I couldn't. Uh, I can't really even do it unless people are watching. Well, what? I don't know what can't. that means. Just doesn't really oh work goodness. for me anymore. Just can't perform. Either you guys buy a Powerball ticket? No. No, I did not. Saw some lady won, right? Seven hundred and seventy million dollars. That's how much it was. Yeah. Was but, that somebody up in the Northeast? Yeah. Uh, they'll blow it. L- looks like she needed the money too. <laughs> Could go and say. I wonder how well she took care of her car. Or if she knows where the oil goes. <laughs> See, Dave's gonna have to listen to the first half of the show. I am. But it. Uh, I wanted to have a quick game with you guys since it was seven hundred and seventy million dollars. You guys want to hear some of the things you could buy for $770 million? <laughs> could you put $770 million on DraftKings? Because that's what I do with it. <laughs> you just max and, it or everything. There's no doubt the next day DraftKings would announce that they are closing their doors for good. <laughs> buy every entry in every contest. <laughs> I don't feel like that'd be the best investment. I haven't done the math. Like... If I had $770 million, could I ever overcome Chipotle Addict is the question. You're just challenging Chipotle Addict to like 500 Could I bankrupt him? Could I bankrupt him or would he have all of my money? <laughs> he would probably have it all. Yeah, within the week. Um, so, quick rundown of sports franchises. 
You could buy the cheapest NBA franchise at seven hundred and fifty million. Ooh, um, is that New Orleans? It is New Orleans. This guy. Well, look at that. Sports. That would not have been my first guess. You could buy our very own Dallas Stars. I figured. Well, it's not really a sports team. So. Whoa. Slow down there for five hundred million. They're twelfth most valued. Last is. The Carolina Hurricanes at just two hundred and thirty million. Oh man, you'd still have plenty of money left over. Well, yeah, because people people don't want to watch hockey there unless they were just skating in a circle two hundred and seventy <laughs> times in a row. Speaking of, you could buy Hendrick Motorsports. Now there, man, there's an investment for three hundred and fifty million. The most highly valued. NASCAR so there's teams. the first thing I would do is write the wrong done to Casey Kane. So there's a hypothetical. He would be in the number five next year. You have seven hundred and seventy million. Do you go to Hendrick Motorsports and assuming that they'll sell it to you for that and buy it for three hundred and fifty, but then just say, I just own this thing. You guys run it. I'm just gonna put my name on it and then I'm just gonna show up wearing a hat and sunglasses to every race. And I wanna I wanna drive at least ten laps at Daytona. <laughs> This, you you may laugh, but I guarantee you, probably every team, maybe not Joe Gibbs, because they actually seem to be fully funded. If you showed up with forty million dollars and said, "Here's forty million dollars," I'm now driving the number fourteen. You're driving the number fourteen, like without question. That's a done deal. Every team in NASCAR, except maybe Joe Gibbs' team. Yeah. I know that that's always been. I mean, you have to get certifications to drive and all right, that kind but, of stuff. But, but like, they would get you the certifications you like needed with, to drive if you had the money. I know that that was. I don't know if it still is the case, but for a while that was the case with open wheel racing. Just like people that just wanted to race it in, in at Indy and the oh, five hundred yeah. at Indy, you would see drivers that don't race the rest of the season. They just race that. Oh, yeah. But it's people themselves or their backing just has a bunch of money yeah. to get them into a car, and it's. If you've got X amount of dollars, yeah, as yeah. long as you. Why, why do you pass think Daniel test, Suarez is in the nineteen or Paul Menard's racing? I mean, that's why. Uh, well, that's yeah, Menard why. money. Uh, Suarez has got money. He's got. Where is what kind of money has he from got? Mexico. He's got Mexican money. Well. Yeah, pesos. But no, I would I would do that. Like, I would buy a team and then not do anything except just show up on race day, and they ah, have to be nice so to me. Awesome. They have to let me go wherever I want. Be in victory lane and, and you just would hang like, out. Like, you know, and I get one of those really awesome, you know, I'd have the private plane. I'd be on the, I'd have my big motor home that I stayed in at the track. Man. You're just doing bits like you're in the pit crew, but you're just out there with like the tire shine, like wetting the tires. Oh, yeah. Like they, I'd be like, uh, have, have my headset, but it'd just be like tuned to a <laughs> the ticket. Yeah. Man. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. The ticket. Yeah. Dragon brag. Man, I would want to do so many bits just be that just the complete a-hole be very uh what's his face from eastbound and down after after we win just like shooting guns at everybody you know down pit road and stuff you would also be a funny bit is if you if you took the money and and just picked out like a real spare team like front row motorsports or something you know and just decided that you were going to spend whatever it took to get like you know Matt De Benedetto, <laughs> gosh, I can't even say it. Matt De Benedetto, like in in the is driving the top ten car. But just announce that this is the this is like the Dale Junior experiment that anybody, if yeah. you've got the right equipment, anybody can race a car up front. Yeah, <laughs> here's my example. 
Matt DiBenedetto. <laughs> oh. All right, so just a couple more. Let's say you want to go a little bigger than just a sports franchise. You can buy the entire Canadian Football League for $120 million. Whoa! Oh, no! What's going on with that? You just name every team after yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is... I would have to entertain something like that. Especially if Manziel was still on the market. Well... We yeah we'd find a way to get him there. No, we'd get Manzella there. Name yeah. a team after him. <laughs> yeah, the Saskatchewan Johnny Footballs. You just make all the emblems like the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Just really make everyone confused. Man, only a hundred and twenty million. Only I wonder if it operates at any type of a surplus or if that's just burning money. Cause you. You'd think like somebody like Jerry Jones, maybe not him, but somebody like him would just go buy the whole league just for fun, like a challenge or just something else to put to their name. Vince McMahon? Hey. Hey. I wonder if you could buy... Well, actually, it's publicly traded, so you couldn't... Buy the WWE? Yeah. Oh, well, that's a billion-dollar company. You can't yeah, you're not getting that for $770 million. All right, so the last one here, and this one really intrigued me. A game I know th- Tommy and I enjoy. I don't know about Glenn. So Grand Theft Auto V. The complete soup to nuts building that game. $137 million. So you could get a hundred, take $137 million, only build it like yours, where it's like Devil's Bowl Speedway, <laughs> and you're driving around Richardson in a mini sprint. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> but is it going to sell anything? No, you don't care. Yeah, but, uh, you're just going to throw away yes. $137 million. Yes. What do you think you'd imagine, be doing about the Look at the TV right now. Imagine the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of driving a stock car down Arapaho Road. It would be great. And you really don't, like, commit crimes or anything. You just get out and go to, like, Pizza Villa or Taco John's and would there be like tons of taco casas in that game? Everywhere. <laughs> Every you could put ponchos back in. <laughs> you just go in and it could be the North Texas you've always wanted. Man. Not bad. Not the, a bad idea at all. Put the wind star in the middle of Dallas. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that's a that's lottery talk. The things you could do. They talked about the uh the ticket this morning they talked about like the lottery curse i don't think the fact that stupid people tend to play the lottery therefore win the lottery and then lose all their money that's not really a curse no but i don't know if y'all heard this about this guy i think in like 01 he won like 27 million dollars in kentucky okay and by 2007 he was completely broke Wow. And I think this was $27 million after the taxes. I just don't understand how that's possible. He spent, he and his fiance, who he, he married after he won the lottery, first mistake. <laughs> Indeed. They spent $3 million within the first three months on oh. houses, cars, and a jet. He bought a plane? Like you a Lear jet. You can't buy a jet okay, right that's, out the gate. That's stupid. I think they also had they had some sort of drug habit. There we go. There we go. And he he died like twelve years 
After he won the lottery. Was Mike Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he legally changed it. Oh, wow. So speaking of, we ought to, since this is going to be the last time we're together before the big fight, we ought to oh, go on we record. Should, yeah. Well, first of all, what are your plans for the fight? Because I want to personally invite you I'm to not a g- gathering. I can't make it. You can't make it? We can talk about this. We go. What gathering are you going to invite me to? Because let me say this. I've been invited to numerous gatherings, and I have to pick one. Well, I feel wow. pretty good about this gathering that I'm inviting you to. I feel like it's going to deliver. At, at the very least, there will be lots of alcohol available. Who's I only drink alcohol with Dimebag Daryl, and I, he's not 51. <laughs> and I can't imagine any, but anywhere you're going, there'll be a bigger screen to view it on than where I'm inviting you to. Are you going to the Windstar? No, I'm going to a private home that has what we like to call a media room. Is poker going to be played yes, there? Yes, gambling will be involved. I'm gonna Lots be a, of gambling. I'm going to be annoyed by that. Oh really? That poker's going to be going on. Well, not during the fight. We're gonna we're gonna go over there, you know, six seven and play cards until the. What am I gonna fight. do? Play cards. I'm terrible. At, you think I don't know anything about cars? Have me play poker. <laughs> actually, should be, good, should be a pretty good time. Actually, the only time I ever showed up and played, yeah, with that the group that you yeah. think typically play with, I didn't do too badly. I don't have the patience anymore to play it. I know how to play. I'm not, you know, there's strategy and how you bet and all that kind of stuff that I don't. It's all luck. But I don't have the patience. Like you don't, that, you don't get explode. Uh, yeah, I want. I want just get a thrill out of hundreds of dollars being on the line i mean somewhat but i i want t- in 20 or 30 minutes if i go in for let's say we go in for a couple hundred bucks oh, i either least. want to like double or triple it in 30 minutes or have zero and so i can go away and do something else like the grind of let's play for 10 hours well, that's play a fair that's a I'm fair out. point no it's a fair point i'm out on that okay well that that's I just, that's, want, I just want you to be invited but that's why i also don't play because after about 20 or 30 minutes go by i'm like i don't even look at my cards i just push <laughs> everything in oh man but i am i am invited uh an associate of, of all of ours who really likes corn dogs he invited me the, to a uh, gathering. The fake Paul Bearer. <laughs> yes. He invited me to a gathering. Interesting. Which is interesting because you reached out to me to see if I'd be interested in getting together, having some barbecue, and watching the fight. That was the detail I was given. And I'm like, this is the first invite I received. So I was like, sure. I'm only, I am only have to bring like 10 bucks to contribute to How the cost. How many people is he planning to get over? It's a $99 pay-per-view. Sounds like a deal to me. So I was like... Sure, I'm in. Probably still in because I I did commit to going. The weird thing is, it's not even at the fake Paul Bearer's house. It's at somebody else's house. Oh. Who I know who... So you're his date. Me and you know. Well, I guess so. Maybe there's other things. Wait a minute. Whose house is it at? Somebody we go to church with. Hmm. Does he like sandwiches? No. No. You kidding? You think he'd spend $99 on a (laughs) pay-per-view? Man... (laughs) Yeah, we have to package that. Um, I believe the guy's hosting it is in construction and trying to get out of construction. Oh, that guy. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but I think I need to talk 
to fake Paul Bearer about this, but I believe the guy who called me and once asked to, me to help him move because of his impending divorce is going to yeah. be there. Now, really? if he's there, I'm intrigued. Wow, that's a that's a cast of characters there. But isn't it weird to text somebody you know, invite them and then, to something, and then tell you and that it, it's not at their house, and it turns out it's at somebody else's house? Yeah, that's very weird. That is weird. Especially that it's somebody you know. So why didn't that guy just invite you? Or why didn't he just say, hey, well, that I guy didn't invite him because he doesn't like he doesn't like Glenn, but that's a whole other story. That's probably... He probably doesn't even... I'm going to probably show up and he's going to be like, yeah, can I help you? <laughs> no, he knows who I am. Who doesn't? But then, yeah, I also got a, a separate invite. And I'll just, to make it short... There could not be two more distinctive groups of people at each location. Like, one of them is probably going to be rather subdued and whatnot. At the second one I got an invite from, yeah. first of all... You know that the place you're going, the first, that it's going to be very subdued for... I know. Okay, you know, know. about that. All right. Very subdued. Yes. Okay. So, and the arrival time for, for that is, is like 8 o'clock. The fight's not till like probably. It'll be ten. Oh, it'll be probably later than ten that. or eleven. Yeah, I don't even think the thing goes on the air till nine something. Um, the other one I'm invited to show up as early as six. I'll take the guy who take care of all the food and everything. Just byob and byo <laughs> as much as you want. <laughs> And it will be what an event like you have to be blowing like a point one oh to get in the door. Oh no! <laughs> and then the other is gonna just kind of be like, hey, do we have some chips and queso? And that's gonna be about the the litness test of it. So interesting. But I've committed to option one, so I feel yeah. But I feel like you committed to it under maybe false not, pretense. yeah false pretenses. I'm not going to the poker. No, but but maybe the other one would be better for the show if you went to that one. The one I've committed to? No, the other one. Oh, we'll see. So did you see the line moved on Mayweather? Well, I saw the line move because somebody bet a million dollars on Mayweather. The report I'm reading right now on ESPN says multiple $1 million bets on... (laughs) Whoa! Sorry. That's the Uh, pneumonia. Yeah, Uh, is pneumonia contagious? Uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. On Floyd, multiple one million dollar bets on Floyd Mayweather were among the flurry of big money that showed up in Vegas today. Blah blah blah. Odds went from minus five hundred to minus six hundred. William Hill, the famous sportsbook, reported taking a one point two million dollar bet on Mayweather at minus five hundred. One point two million dollar bet would net the uh, the guy two hundred and forty thousand if it paid. If if um if Mayweather wins. if McGregor somehow knocks him out Vegas will go Vegas broke. no no I think it'll go the other way around if, if McGregor knocks Mayweather out, I think Vegas will be okay because they're taking all these huge bets on Mayweather no I think the majority of the money though is on McGregor because uh, of Europe I think the the number of bets is on McGregor I think the money's on Mayweather uh, let me see if it says here we need to get some fight predictions though. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bet. I'm gonna bet on Mayweather, but I'm probably gonna bet on him to knock out McGregor because the odds are a lot better. And then, like, do you get credit? Credit? Do you win? <laughs> credit. Even, 
sorry. <laughs> do you win if it's a TKO or does it have to yeah, be a KO? Basically, you win any anything that doesn't go the distance. Oh, okay, I got you. And I think the prevailing thought is that it'll go the distance and Mayweather will win because he's decidedly just gonna, in a decision because Mayweather will basically just not allow himself to get hit the entire match. Did, did you guys buy or see the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight? No. I've never... I've never paid for or really seen a big-time boxing event. Really? No. See, I didn't see that when I heard it was just god-awful. It was just like... I think somehow all his fights kind of turn out that way, yet he continues to dupe us into paying for them. Well, he's like 64-0 and 0 or something. 49. 49-0. and 0. This would be 50. Right. But... I mean, he's that, not putting on a quality product. Is a guy, I guess. I mean, there's been some entertainment. I think the, it depends on who you talk to. I yeah. think people that are into boxing or just into the legendary status. I mean, the so guy. Do you, do you is, really think if he goes out there and goes 12 rounds with McGregor and doesn't really take any strikes and plays conservative, that people are going to be happy about well, that? Well, the people watching this fight aren't going to be happy with it because it's a bunch of people like us that don't watch boxing, but. It's like I'm trying to think of what to compare it to. It's like watching like a really great pitcher in their prime. That can be boring if you're not into baseball because there's nothing. Floyd Mayweather is the Greg Maddox of boxing. There you go. But the fact that <laughs> episode the dude title <laughs> is at the top of his sport and has never lost, like that's impressive even if he doesn't do it in a flashy way. The fact that he's never lost. He used to have more knockout yeah. power, but then he's kind of, over the he's years... He's Yeah. He's a knuckleball pitcher. Sort of. He's the R.A. Dickey of boxing. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen previous fights that he had, I think, with Canelo Alvarez, and I Made think I saw, him, I saw him fight De La Hoya. And both You're of those... Just saying Spanish names. <laughs> <laughs> he also fought Daniel Suarez and <laughs> Pancho Villa and Cruz Pazuela. Oh, Cruz oh, Pazuela. So, um, prediction, so prediction for the fight is... And what I fear... Oh, pneumonia, oh, no. pneumonia is happening. Dave dying. Pneumonia is just happening everywhere. Flair's hand is starting to shake. He knows he's going to win this contest. <laughs> Um, what I fear is exactly what Tommy said, is this thing's going to go the distance. There's not going to be a ton of action. Mayweather's just going to toy with him, and he's going to win a unanimous deci decision. But <sighs> I think McGregor's going to completely run out of gas about halfway through. It's going to be like fight night. <laughs> Well, not to that level of embarrassment. He's not going to turn his back on him. That <laughs> your friend's going to go through a week from now. Oh, boy. So I'll I'll take Mayweather in a TKO in round seven. I was telling Tommy, and I think this is the way, and I didn't look at the odds, but there's probably enough of an overlap that you could have netted a tiny, tiny profit to bet Mayweather to win but then hedge with, like, a McGregor knockout in the first two rounds. Yeah. Because that's the only way Mayweather doesn't win, is if he just gets caught by a punch yeah. in the first round. And that's my hope either way, because I don't really have a rooting interest, but what I hope, I don't want them to have any irreparable harm or anything like that, but I hope whoever loses 
is literally face down, unconscious, knocked out Apollo Creed against Ivan Drago at the end. I thought you said no irreparable. Well, I was going to say, I think Apollo Creed suffered irreparable damage that day. That's a fictional story, guys. That didn't really happen. But that whole when you get knocked out and then your body just kind of convulses a little bit, that's what I hope happens to the loser. Are you ready for Creed 2? I'm anything that has Rocky Balboa in it. He's gonna, I'm ready for uh, what? What's his, the kid's name? Adonis. Yeah. Yeah. He's fighting. Uh, That's the rumor. That is. He's gonna fight Drago's kid. Drago Junior. And Drago's gonna be in it. <laughs> oh no! You, you didn't hear about this? I, I didn't even know they were making a Creed. No, uh, this is a show trip for 2018. <laughs> I, I when Creed came out, I was. I don't think I was there opening night, but I certainly saw it the first week he came out. All right, did nobody talk for one second so I can very easily cut this out for the show up next week? Mayweather's going to win. It's going to be in a decision. Everybody's going to be mad because it was the most boring fight ever, but Mayweather will unanimously win the decision. I think that's a safe prediction. Screen signed. Yeah. Is so there any, is there any chance like what the, did you did you and give I'm not a betting that so huh? what does that did make you give me? an actual prediction? Oh, uh, my prediction is similar. May, Mayweather wins in a decision. I actually got a guy to bet me even money that it and I just the fight just has to go the distance. Basically, if either of them knock the other one out before a decision, I lose. But I think getting even yeah. money on that oh, is I a pretty good bet. I think you're a pretty nice favorite there. Yeah, I guess. So MMA rounds are five minutes, right? They do three or five rounds. You know what, though? And correct me if I'm wrong. I swear I saw today on Twitter that they're using the small gloves. Yeah, that is true. They agreed to do that. Yeah, that's wild. They're smaller. That I mean, that, I don't think they're like the they're MMA. Not the eight ounce. I don't think I don't think they're the ones that just look like the weightlifting gloves. Well, that'll keep them from getting gas. I thought if they were the, if they're lighter. That's though. true. I mean that. that I think they're that just helps. I don't know. Are they the UFC ones? I don't know what I'm talking okay, about. I don't know either. What's happening? There's no way they're the UFC ones. Yeah, they would. I don't know. It's a guy who's like batting gloves. It's a guy who's never fought before, fighting arguably pound for pound the greatest fighter of all time. I guess anything is is possible. Oh man, I I think they could they could let him. Do you just think about what my T Sharp would be saying about that? <laughs> I like to think about that a lot. <laughs> How old is Floyd Mayweather? I just want to see just the pre-fight spectacle, like them walking out to the good. ring and what if does McGregor just go out there and just do a lot of stare down or is he just mouthing off the whole time until the bell rings? What's the uh does anyone know? Of course we don't even know what gloves they're wearing so who knows. <laughs> but does anyone know what the weight? I think it was 154. Well, Mayweather was saying this week that he doesn't think McGregor's going to make weight. Boy, how disappointing would that oh, be? Oh, man. Can you imagine the disappointment if that happens? They cancel Mayweather, all these parties. McGregor walks in at like 185. Take, like, all what? The, take all the queso back to the Kinda store. Like the, that offensive lineman that walked out to practice this week and Ezekiel Elliott's cutoff jersey. Awesome. Did you see that? Oh. Yeah. I. I think he's going to make weight. It's only 150. How tall are these guys? I don't think either of them are very tall. 5'8"? Probably. The thing is, though, I feel like McGregor will probably have 25 pounds on him at fight time. Oh, yeah. He'll Easily, have, yeah. They'll go straight to Chipotle. Because <laughs> he's a... 
He Straight just to Bennigan's. <laughs> Have a nice. He's gonna spit the money crystal. crystal on the floor. <laughs> Not oh at Bennigan's. Uh, a Monte Cristo doesn't slip through Conor McGregor's <laughs> hands. He just very, very femininely. <laughs> Ouch! It's so hot. 